Greetings gamers, on this episode of Dead Drop News I talk about growing discontent of workers of Nintendo of America, Fortnite cloud streaming to sidestep an Apple phone ban, and Babylon's Fall drops to one concurrent player. In other news, Matt gets a brand new microphone and asks your forgiveness in case it sounds a little bit weird. Keep listening to find out more. Welcome back to The Dead Drop, your secret cache of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. And I tell you what, it's been a busy weekend. Lots of stories, lots of news, some controversy. This is going to be your wrap-up to the end of a market week. So get ready for it. This is your transfer from the 9th of May, 2022. And these are the news stories that you need to know. With the big announcement of the purchase from Square Enix by the Embracer Group for $300 million, it's hard to keep Square Enix out of the news. And Babylon's Fall, being one that's got the full backing of Square Enix, of course, would make the news when it drops to one single concurrent player on Steam, being only a few months from release. Video Games Chronicle seems to report there's been no improvement in the game, even though Square Enix and the developers of it have dedicated to improve the game continuously. They also state that they've completed up to Season 2, or practically completed it, and will continue into a third and fourth season. The quality of the game and the player count, and it having Square Enix's backing, seems to be a really unusual choice when they're happy to get rid of Lara Croft Tomb Raider for a mere 300 million. Alongside others, of course. Very odd decision. Very odd. IGN recently completed a report that looked in-depth in Nintendo's operations, precipitated by a complaint by a previous employee who seemed to be let go because he was bringing up unionization efforts while he was in the organization. The idea of contractors being the majority of workers and not enjoying all the health benefits of full-time employees seems to be coming to the fore. Contractors and people who don't get that red badge seem to be treated as second-class citizens and Kat Bailey of IGN seems to have gathered a number of smaller stories that really paint Nintendo in not so great a light. In particular, there was the story of a contract worker who hit her head while exiting her vehicle in the car park, and she was unable to seek aid on site. Full-time employees weren't allowed to drive her to the hospital due to protocols, so an Uber was called. That stuff just isn't on. In any case, Game studios should be treated just like all other corporate institutions at the end of the day. The idea of passion in video games driving the passion of the employees that work there really shouldn't remove any of the benefits that employees should get when working for these organizations. It's possible that Nintendo may be one of those places like Activision Blizzard that exploits its workers and has a less than stellar, now less than stellar, reputation for the way they treat them. But if you're someone working in the games industry right now, and you're experiencing this, make sure that you look out for yourself. Creating games for the community, and that you would want to play as well, doesn't mean that you should remove your own rights as an employee in the system. There is certainly a lot more to this story, so I would urge you to click the link in the show notes and find out more for yourself. 
You might remember back in 2020 that Epic Games and Fortnite was removed from the app stores on the iPhone for antitrust reasons. Now they've managed to sidestep that by partnering with Microsoft and using their Azure cloud platform to get a cloud version available on devices through the Microsoft Xbox Cloud Gaming app, which they're electing to call Xbox Everywhere. This is a big deal where even before 2020 and the antitrust issues, people had to sideload Fortnite as opposed to purchasing it in the app store. The whole issue around making purchases for V-Bucks in the game through the app stores was a big part of the antitrust issues. So running it through a cloud-based app just seems to make sense. I'd be interested to know what you think of this. The ability to play Fortnite on phones being missing and Fortnite still being a very prolific app and game on the internet. Is this the answer to get around Apple and Microsoft and Google Play's often rigorous developer requirements when they're uploading apps to the store. You might remember a few months back, we talked about on the Dead Drop podcast about how Nvidia saw some of its biggest sales in many years over the pandemic. As it turns out, those sales were actually to cryptocurrency miners. The sale of graphics cards directly to those miners meant that they now have to pay a $5.5 million settlement after the SEC or the Security and Exchange Commission in the US discovered that there was some discrepancy in their reporting. Nvidia has of course pledged not to do the same thing with their reporting again, though they don't seem to have admitted and pledged not to sell directly to cryptocurrency miners again. There'll be a lot of conspiracy theories as this stuff gets unpacked a little bit further. The idea that graphics cards are being sold directly to cryptocurrency miners and that graphics cards makers are benefiting from this while at the same time telling gamers that they want to get the graphics cards in the hands of the gamers kind of looks like they're trying to make their money from both ends here. Luckily for us, the GPU scarcity for PC development seems to be drying up and the prices are starting to drop. At the very least in Australia, we're starting to see prices for those cards drop below their initial regular retail price. Also, keep an eye out for Nvidia's new set of 4000 cards that will be coming out sometime this year. Over the weekend, Xbox seemed to report an outage that lasted several hours and seemed to happen a couple of times over the weekend as well. But the biggest thing was that anyone who had an Xbox at the time was having trouble making purchases from the store, engaging in cloud gaming sessions, even playing digital games that they'd purchased on their system that had been fully downloaded and appeared to be available offline. Some users even reported they had trouble opening apps like Netflix and Hulu to access video content, and all because of the Xbox outage. This brings up an important question about our all online world. When the internet connection isn't necessary, but the game still requires it anyway, does that dependency mean that our money is being thrown like pearls before swine? Do we really need to track our purchases appropriately and ensure we have physical copies of games to make sure that we can access our content? I can see where the strong advocacy for physical goods comes from in a case like this. If you're a fan of GTA, you may not have to wait for the new title for much longer. GTA 6 has been leaked frequently over the last few months, but more recently, a definitive link has shown that it could be released as soon as the second half of 2024. The source of the rumor comes from a leaked picture of a presentation from Take Two talking about current and upcoming game releases and game announcements that are in the pipeline for 2023 to 2025. Things that we know about Grand Theft Auto 6 already is that it could take place in Miami, it may have the first female protagonist in the series, and it could be taking place in two different time periods. 
Continuing the talk of new games on the horizon, The Quarry, Supermassive Games' follow-up to Until Dawn, is apparently getting a death rewind mechanic. If you played Until Dawn, you might have figured out that if your character dies, you can't reverse it. You can't go back and change that, so you have to play it through till the end, even if you're disappointed with the choice. The Quarry will be subverting this by having three lives available, and a life is spent when you choose to rewind back to a certain point in the game to make a different decision. Sounds a bit like the first Life is Strange, doesn't it? And lastly, the beautiful, relaxing and comfy game, Unpacking, finally has a release for PS4 and PS5. It's coming out on the 10th of May, and I would highly recommend you pick up this game. While it is short, it's very playful, such a delight to engage in, and the way it unpacks the story, as it were, of the main protagonist simply by unpacking their room at different stages of their life. It's very intriguing, but very satisfying. I'd highly recommend you dive on it and have a look if you haven't already. And that was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop community. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. For any questions or comments, email at deaddroppod at gmail.com to have them read out on the show. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news, and now on Tuesdays on Twitch for game streaming, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time every week. Come and join us and hang out, and make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.